So my light bulb uh, moment this week was really a series of light bulb moments. And they're actually going to be the basis of the conversation that I'm going to have with my friend, collaborator, golden light bulb winner and all that. So we're going to get to Sam in a moment. But really, when I thought about what I wanted to talk to Sam about, when I was connecting with him before we even had our prep conversation, he mentioned, yes, I'm about ready to go on an eight-day vacation. And that sparked an interest uh, in me. And so I said, let's add to the list of topics, summer vacations. Um, so we're going to talk about that a little bit, why that um, why that's also a light bulb moment for me. Uh, lifelong learning. Uh, certainly, Sam is someone that really embodies lifelong learning. And we're going to have some very specific examples about that and um, a little bit of inspiration. And then the subject of AI, which I know nothing about. And I am uh, one of many people that understands the magnitude of this topic, both the positive and the negative, the incredible opportunity and the incredible threats that goes into AI. And ultimately, it's a subject that even as of today, I get a text from my son about this AI company that's going to take off. It was like three or three or four different text messages. So it's certainly a big conversation. And I think it's a great one for Sam to lead and me just be part of the conversation with all of you. So those are my light bulb moments. I'm going to reserve them for the conversation with Sam. So Sam, good morning. How are you? Hey, Tom. Real good. Real good. Just sitting here with my golden light bulb behind me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And uh, well, looking forward to talking to you. So let's get right into summer and then comma vacations. And, you know, the, one of the reasons, so when I reached out to you and we talked about you being a guest, you says, yes, you're coming up with an eight-day eight day trip, which I think I've come to found isn't entirely a vacation, but you have aspirations for some other vacations. And, and from a frame this standpoint, I decided, I think it was 10 days ago, that I'm going to take the last three weeks of August off. And I'm taking a road trip or doing that kind of stuff. And so for those listeners today, Sam, that here we are, we're all grinding away here. We have all these threats going on. We're running small businesses. We're running schools. We're leaders. You know, I think it's worthwhile leading up into as we uh, have summer solstice coming up here to talk a little bit about time off. What are you going to do? Where are you going? What Tell us about your eight days. And then what are your aspirational time off going forward? Well, first off, I just want to point out that one of the things I've always done is believe that leaving your business and see how well it does without you is a good way to learn what you need to do to make sure it does really well without you there. So in a career of 50 years, this is just another time where we we, we jump in the car and leave town for a week or two. So Holly and I are going to our home in Louisiana, in Lafayette, Louisiana. We keep our home down there, always grounded with our where we both were raised and um so we'll get it, go down there you know with the swimming pool and the bicycles and chill out i've got some construction work that needs to be done she's got some things she wants to have done on the house itself so one of my rules one of our rules has always been you need somewhere to escape to it can be an airbnb it can be any number of things but i would say 80 percent of the time that we're going to be there over this approximately eight days many times we extend it and we say i we're going to stay two more days or the people in the salon call and say you know you don't have to hurry back we'll spend a lot of time you know relaxing taking it easy but we'll also spend a lot of time talking to contractors and all that you know we got different things to do 
you know, it's just an upkeep. It's like a summer home, but it, we try to go every season for a week or so. So for us, this is the, this is the pre-vacation vacation, actually. You know, Dan Sullivan, who I talk about frequently, speaks of three different types of days that we can have. One is sort of a buffer day. It's a setup day. The other is like a focus day where you focus on, you know, what, what your greatest value to the marketplace is. And most importantly, there's free days. Yeah. And he says, plan your free days first. And free days are really the precursor to creativity and breakthroughs. Have you found free days for you? to be a precursor towards, you know, new ideas and uh, sort of rejuvenated look at your business? Absolutely. And being a, you know, pretty much a workaholic and I, I just have always been very, very curious. And um, I recently got stuck at home for three days. I didn't feel well. So I was sitting either right here where I am now or over on the sofa and I spent the entire time researching one of the topics I think we're going to talk about in a minute. And so, yeah. And what happens is those times uh, when you're really focusing, all of a sudden there, there's mind explosions. There's so many ideas that come up. But one of the things I have discovered, Tom, you don't get good ideas if you're not curious and searching and looking. You know, like right now, I just a couple of days ago, I started playing with sound therapy. And I've played with it over the years, but I'm particularly interested in it because of tonal quality of the sound and how it brings you into focus on the things that need to be done and the things you want to do. So I definitely get, I get inspired by pulling back and, you know, working on my life, not just being in my life. So if this upcoming trip which sounds to me like it's a blended trip with a lot of different purposes is a pre-vacation. What does the, um, call, I'll call it the real vacation look like where you're maybe a little more off the grid? Yeah. So um, I mentioned earlier to you that I have some friends I've seen watching them on Instagram a little bit and they're down in Abaco and Paul and I have friends that have boats and a lot of different people that go to islands and all this. So I'm going to reach out to a few people and see what's available for rent or whatever. And she and I are going to go on what we're calling an exotic getaway where we spend a week and a half, two weeks, and really stay off the grid, really do the barefoot walk the whole time, and, and just maybe some lightweight reading and all, but truly unplug. Because, you know, I, I, I'm a real believer in the essence of joy and happiness is all inside of us, you know, and there's all sorts of things going on around us, but being really peaceful. And, and I do think it's different for different people. So this, this exotic vacation, so to speak, on the beach somewhere near beach and near some moving water, including the ocean, those are some of my parameters. I, I, I do think that we can train ourselves to wake up happy. It isn't the easiest thing. Um, I'll mention something in a few minutes that'll give you some guidance on it, but I think it'd be helpful. But yeah, that that's it. It's a two weeks of exotica and not a long, long trip, by the way. I don't want to go too far out of our time zone because I don't want to have a lot of jet lag and I don't want to have a lot of getting involved time. But I do need this eight day vacation as a preamble to the real chill out. I just can't jump into a chill out and totally, I have to kind of segue into it. Well, that's a that's a light bulb comment there. I, I believe if I got it right there, uh, train yourself to wake up happy. Is that what you said? Definitely. Yes. I love you, that. 
Yeah. It, it, even through the worst of times, I'll, I'll generally, sometimes I don't want to wake up maybe, or, or I just, I'm just i laying in bed, but it takes me about 10 minutes to go, oh, I am so painful, you know, mm-hmm. and, and my most typical thoughts are about, uh, my, particularly my two siblings that have passed away. And, mm-hmm. and I think what they wouldn't give to be here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Maria liked coffee a lot more than I like it. And I really like to have a cup of coffee. So I think sometimes you have to always have those little angels that are around you that are whispering in your ear, little Jiminy Cricket saying, you know, God, I wish I were there with you. And I'm like, well, uh, I'm going to be here for you then. So anyway, train yourself to wake up happy. I'll recommend a book in a minute. That's priceless. I love that. I love uh, the personal story around it, too. What I think is interesting, Sam, is you're setting some very definitive parameters. You know, it's one thing to have this idea about taking time off. It's the other thing to say, okay, I need to be near an ocean. I need to have a precursor vacation. I need to do, you know, so we have two more topics and I could take them in either order. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to take it on the order of lifelong learning next. Then we'll get into AI. All right. So the reason why I thought of this topic is I think we've already heard from you today that you're a guy that's a lifelong learner. And what I remember when we've chatted recently here and you added a little bit of a little bit of context to some of this, but your your chemistry, you diving into chemistry. And I'm thinking, look at this guy. I mean, he's got all this other stuff going on. He's on boards. He volunteers. He's running a business. He's got a family life. And he's just totally digging into like chemistry. And I'm going to have you talk about that a little bit more. And also, you're going to make the link, I believe, uh, from lifelong learning into curiosity. So let's talk about this a little bit next, um, about lifelong learning, curiosity, and some of your passions. I, I do believe, I think on my Instagram page, I put curious entrepreneur or something like that. And I do think the word curiosity is is a, almost a, a sacred sort of word because it brings you to a place that is a reflection of what in my personal belief we're, we're really here to do. And that is to be. That's what we're here to do is to be. There's a, a song I love by James Taylor, a, a, a verse from it. He says, the secret to life is enjoying the passage of time. And, and, and the, the fact of the matter is we try to make it so much more than that. Yeah, the secret to life might be about trying to add value to the passage of time. It might be to make connections in the passage of time. But at its pure essence, time is passing and we need to be in that moment to really try to enjoy and, and extricate as much from it as possible. So curiosity for me is a trigger word. It's a trigger word for, okay, are you really growing and learning and 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 moving forward? And enjoying the process because you know every day time goes by, you have less time in front of you than you have it behind you. So count your blessings and maybe even count a few of your days, but don't get too obsessed with it because it is critical. So your curiosity led you into chemistry. Yeah, and okay. you know it's 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 one thing to listen to a few podcasts or read a book here and there, but I think you kind of sometimes take it to another level. Yeah. So, I mean, I think most people know I started, I walked into my first lab in uh, 1988 or 89 at an old seven up plant off of Hiawatha street in your town in Minneapolis. And I'll never forget walking and smelling bioglycolic acid and seeing vats and all that. And I was like, wow, this is so amazing. And I met my first chemist, Wally LeBach and um, Bob Va. And 
And that led me in the interest of product making. And I got all caught up just in the idea of promoting and marketing and education, spent my entire career doing it. But when COVID came around, I had already started over the years kind of mixing and making stuff. I took two uh, certifications in aromatherapy over the last six years. And Amy Galper is my aromatherapy master. And she works with me in it. And she comes in the salon. Fortunately, she's in New York. And um, so I took the aromatherapy piece and I was creating creams and salves and all. But then I stumbled on a thing called Formula Botanica. And it's an online training. It's the world leader in online training based out of England. And as I like to jokingly say, it's a group of really tough women. This is, they're tough. I started down the path. I, I, I went through halfway through organic hair care development and they stopped me and said, no, we want you to go through organic skin care uh, development. And I said, well, I really don't care about formulating skincare. And they said, no, we want you to do that. <laughs> I said, okay. Okay. So I got obsessed with it. So everything in our home now washes it. And everything that Holly and I use, it's all stuff I make in my little lab. But then I went back and I got my organic skin care, hair care. And I went on to get six certificates from them that totaled upwards of 300 hours. And I have two more to go. One is an advanced certificate in um, uh, microchemistry. And I, I don't know if I'm going to do it. I, I may. So to me, that that thing about being a student for life is part of being alive. And um, I highly recommend, whatever it may be, to anybody that you do your trainings and learning. But take some things that you're, you know, I, you hear people all the time talk about passion projects. I think what you and I were talking about earlier, Tom, is a bit of a passion project about the images and all. But I think having passion projects, those are critical. So for me, digging into something I love, I burned the boats a long time ago. I had no intentions of ever leaving the beauty industry. There was a time in my life where I was investing in real estate so much that I was getting more real estate than I was getting beauty. And I said, you know what? Hold the horses. And I literally, I literally sold almost 100 pieces of real estate I owned. I'd been buying since I was 22. And I narrowed it down to just a few. So good quality, and that way it's manageable, and it doesn't distract me from what I really want to do. Standing in a hair salon with people flying all around me and, and the energy, that's that's just this home, the buzz of the salon, the people, the people you meet. I uh, The people I meet is just so, so amazing. So, um, yeah, chemistry is very difficult for me because uh, – I'm I'm definitely not a hardcore left brain person. I'm I'm much more into the I love the way it's finished and smells and all that. Wow. Well that 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 piece piece you just said at the very, very end there about it's not something that comes easy to you, I think is a little bit more of a testament that you're not only a lifelong learner, you're not afraid to uh challenge yourself and have a little rigor around it. So Yeah. You have to be disciplined. So let's get to really the the final sort of schedule topic. All right. And we'll see where this one goes. This is the whole subject of AI. And as I mentioned, when we set this thing up, that I'm in the same boat as many, many people that by the minute we're reading about how it's, you know, the influence of it, the impact of it. And yet I think we have no idea. And I also admit that I really don't even know how to frame my understanding into some structured way to digging deeper into the topic, but you've done that. Um, you have yeah. taken your discipline, you've taken your interest, and you've channeled that into the subject of AI. Yeah. So tell us more. Okay. I'm, I'm definitely not an expert, but I have spent many, many, many hours uh, 
on every imaginable place I could go to find information about it. And I started off with it as, uh, well, let me put it this way. Well, half of my face is totally smiling about AI. Mm. The other half of my face is frowning and, and concerned. I do a little, did a little quick diagram before we started, and I wrote on the left, good. Then I wrote evil. In the middle, I wrote opportunity. And then I put an arrow down from opportunity to future. And left of future, I put my and the. And then to right of future, I put humanity. And that kind of diagram is, is, is an idea of where we are in, at this inflection point. AI for good or bad, it's 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 here. It's not something that's going to be here. It 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 it's growing at a rapid, super super rapid rate, and it can be immediately applied in every single imaginable part of your business. So here's a suggestion. One of the things I did, and I use Bard, B A R D dot Google dot com. I think that's that's Google's thing, and I use uh, Chat GPT, of course. I go back and forth between them, and then there are hundreds and hundreds of add-ons to that. So I go in and I ask the chat, I'll say, what should it feel like, look like for a person to enter my hair salon in Soho, New York City? And the reason I get specific, and I put the zip code, because then it can zero in on what that is. Well, that's one of the, what, two to five most expensive neighborhoods in America. So it immediately is going to Give me a feedback on that thought. But then I go from that and I walk in and I'll say, you know, what 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 should this guest expect? And it'll give me a dialogue. The, probably one of the and then I, I continued through the salon. I, you know, I, I did the interaction with the, the customer. I said, what if I'm a male? I'm a 50 year old male and I'm dealing with a 20 year old girl, a young lady that wants her hair done. And first off, I lie about my age. But uh, w- what is what is some of the verbiage? that I might be more comfortable for the both of us in, in preparing to do her hair. Or So it's, it's an endless thing. But the thing about it that's amazing, Tom, is the, the prompts, the way you prompt it and ask the questions. So you can ask chat a question about the customer service part of your business. Pull out what it says. And, the, and what's remarkable, and those of you who have used it know this, you, you type in the prompt. And what I do is I hit the send bar and I go one, two, and then two, maybe three seconds. It goes, ah, everything's there instantaneously. You can take copy and paste chat into Bard. And Bard will give you uh, thoughts and opinions on what came from chat. I dropped a a 2016 year-end financial statement. I use no name and anything else because you want to be careful about your private information. I dropped that into it. That was one of the first things I did. And boom, um, Holly and I live in this apartment here in New York City. Every now and then, the person that lives above us would make some noise. I typed in, write me a, a, a letter to my co-op board complaining about football from the person above me. I took it verbatim, put Ivanka's name in the line, and signed it from us. She wrote back and what a remark, what a great letter. And immediately they took action. Because in the past, I would write something that was more emotional. Tell that person <laughs> they're making so much noise, whatever. So I'll, I'm going to make a couple of quick comments. One, there's a fellow named M.O. Mo Gaudat, G-A-W-D-A-T. Mo Gaudat uh, is considered one of the fathers of AI. 
he has two interesting, really interesting things about him. First off, he wrote a book about happiness, about being happy, right after his 21-year-old son died of a routine appendectomy um, operation. And he discovered some things about happiness that are just amazing. I just, before this call, listened to a seven-minute talk with him again about that. So M-O-G-A-W-D-A-T, Mogodat. He also wrote a book called Scary Smart. And the book Scary Smart is about AI. It's why he left Google and, and what he saw happening that frightened him when he saw that on Friday, a machine learned to do something that it couldn't do for maybe a month and trying to do it. And all of a sudden on Friday, it lift, picked something up. And on Monday, all the machines were picking it up. And by the end of the week, they were all replicating all this stuff. So the thing we have to be aware of is if, you, if some people say, AI is going to take my job, AI is going to ruin us. A, no. AI is not going to take your job. A person using AI is going to take your job. That's, ah, that's, hold on here. Yeah, that's not my quote. I listen to that's a good one. people say it is a good one. And you remind yourself of that. So head in the sand is, I'm sorry, but it's a button to win. And that is not going to get you. So you, you have to really be on your game. But it's so diverse what's going on. Pick a few areas that you want to pick apart. For me personally, I'm almost 100% salon, 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 because that's my job. I'm the leader. We've got 50-ish people over there. I want to make sure that they're doing as well as they can and that I'm helping guide them. Um, the second thing is that the speed that it, AI is growing at is pretty astounding. We haven't seen, we're seeing just the very beginning, but I would say in as little as eight to 20 months, it's going to be dramatically different. But here's a really good news. So yesterday, Patrick, who does a lot of work around our salon for us, who comes in, we just built up our photo area I was telling you about earlier. I had just asked Chat for probably the 10th time, what about the service industry, most particularly hairstylists and barber stylists and all that? Where are we in five years from now? Every time I've asked that question, it's come back with personal service businesses in the top seven. Sometimes it's the top three, four, five, but contractors, people using their hands and working with the soft skills of being able to say, well, you know, I like the way this cabinet is, but as Holly told Patrick, no, I want it to be a uh, bigger than this since <laughs> so she added on more. So it goes way up to the ceiling. <laughs> mm. But those soft skills are like a, a, a wonderful protection for us. They're given us as service providers, the time that both the AI makers, including our governments around the world, are scrambling to get. Everybody said, we need a six-month pause. Well, thankfully for us, because of what we do, we have a time to really refine how we deliver utilizing AI. One thing someone told me the other day was maybe you would consider getting rid of your front desk. I don't agree with that. I want to double down on customer service because mm. I I believe, and I also I heard this from someone maybe a month and a half ago, luxury will be defined in the AI future that we're moving into more and more and more by the human touch. We are, we're going to be the differentiator. A, a robot cutting somebody's hair, coloring somebody's hair, things like that, that's not necessarily what we have to think about. Now, color formulation, if you're a colorist, Jump on it, pay attention to it. There'll be things out. I would say by the end of this year, you'll see it's several major apps from major companies that are working with color formulation and all that. 
Don't be afraid of it. Embrace it. Find where it fits in your business because more than every, anything, and I think, Tom, you guys have talked about this over and over, a brand, a brand is, is a living thing. It's a living thing of a culture. It's something that's guided along. And whether you, you're there yourself, whether Holly and I are there for the next two weeks or not, the brand is not going to not be there. So what we're doing is fine-tuning our brand and adding the plug-ins, the add-ons that we can, and just going forward. Because we can't change, in my opinion, we can't change what's already come about. And the last comment, if I have two more seconds here, Tom. Yeah, take your time, actually. We're good on time. I'm completely eating this up. I'm actually keeping uh, a lot of notes here. So okay. you're on a roll. By the way. I made a comment. I wrote down where do service providers land? And I just told you we land up very high in the future world. And I think that's why uh, gainful employment is 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 scary about taking away the schools. I went to beauty school totally on grants and federal money. And, and you know, the calculations of how much money I've had go through my businesses over the 50 years is massive. And and there it is. And I was a high school dropout and with a federal aid, they told me either, you know, go to school. But the other thing is, how do you get to a point where you have a home in Louisiana, you plan an exotic vacation for a a few months, and you have a a lovely apartment in New York City, and you're from Louisiana? (laughs) How do you do that? Well, you do it by paying attention to what's going on, particularly in moments like this. AI is going to create between 15 and $20 trillion of income between now and 2030. And you can either participate in it or not. Go to AI. Now, AI isn't necessarily the best place to go for financial advice, but it will give you some ideas. If you go to AI, go to BARD, BARD is Google. So when you hit it, it gives you a chance. It'll give you its AI, huge information definitive answers and suggestions. If you ask it for to cook dinner for you, tell it what you have in the cabinet, and it'll tell you what to cook. But it'll also, at the bottom, give you a Google tab. So you hit the Google, and it goes straight to Google with an answer for the same question. So if you ask, where do I invest? And you don't have to, you can invest at $100. NVIDIA, Adobe. I think Adobe, I watched it the last couple of days, go up 15 bucks a day. So there's a whole world of, of AI investments for those of you who are novice um, and you want to start your journey on investing and saving. Uh, now it's an incredible inflection point. Yes, there are going to be bad players, good players, but there's also going to be this moment where in chaos always comes opportunity, always. And and the, 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 a big conversation around the, the world's first trillionaire is already out there beginning to build their future. And I think as importantly, because we didn't talk about this at all, but, you know, the first person that will live healthy and clear-mindedly to 150 years old has already been born. That kind of longevity, that person walking the earth right now might be Rowan, our little two-year-old granddaughter. <laughs> I'm not sure, but that has to do with an understanding of, of the whole picture and being truly holistic about it. So I, I wouldn't fear AI. Um, you want If you want to go in and say, hey, AI, write me an app for interaction with my guests coming into my salon where they can check in, check out, da, da, da. Four seconds, five seconds, 
I take the code, I send it to a guy that's an IT guy that I've worked with for a long, long time. I sent it to him. He wrote me back, where did you get that? And then he wrote back quickly, you got this from AI. He says, this is 90% correct. Wow. Think of disruption at that level. But then think about cutting hair and coloring hair and hugging people and being close to people. We're in, a, we're in such a good place right at the moment. I just think that everybody needs to take the umbrella off, let the sun shine and, you know, pay attention to what's there, you know, that can, that can nourish us and be aware. Like I always jokingly say, I'm Italian. I like to sit in the corner of the restaurant so I can see the front door. <laughs> and it's a big joke. I don't like to sit with my back to the wall. You want to know from which way they're coming because things are always going to be coming. It's not just AI. You know, it could be having been so much on taxes and it could be insurance, any kind of thing. Things are always coming at us. And if we're going to be leaders, which we are, and we're momentary mentors throughout our lives, whether we want to be or not, we need to be constantly informed. The, the thing about it, though, is if you want to understand the quality of your information, well, right now, I was explaining, Holly and I walk usually back and forth to work every day. I ride the bicycle a lot. But I was explaining to Holly yesterday, because I've been spending so much time on YouTube, looking at things that have to do with AI and, and the, the offshoots of it, that AI, I mean, uh, people on YouTube have higher viewerships than some of the top 20 television shows. So if you're mm-hmm. watching, you know, CNN, CNBC, Fox, whatever it is you're watching, you might want to do a little data research, which time you become a master of, you and Aaron and, and the Kennedy family are doing such an amazing job of that for us and on our behalf. But I think if you do your research, you start making sure, like one of my new things I say to people, is if I don't know where a person sleeps at night, who they work for, that they do pay taxes, then I don't want to listen to them. Mm-hmm. I only want authentic vetted material. And I said to you earlier, and I want to take my, my steps slowly and calculate it. I don't want to run. I ran for years. I don't have enough time to run because I'm really not in a hurry to get to the end. <laughs> so I want to make sure it's vetted. I want to make sure that I'm that I'm I have information that may scare people in some way today that people closest to me, particularly Holly. <laughs> but but one day they look back and go, oh, you know, you were right. That that's what's happening. So I I think it's important to take it uh, meticulously, methodically. And do your research, but AI is um it's huge. It's it's so incredibly huge. Go on YouTube and a- ask for AI tutorials on prompts. How do mm-hmm. I prompt AI? And then you can say, how do I prompt AI about customer service? How do I prompt AI about like I put in the other day, give me a one-week workout plan. Seven days a week for a 50-year-old male, I always lie about my age, for a 50-year-old male that wants to live on X amount of calories and is generally in good health. And in three seconds, it gives me something that I've started using. So come up with your ideas. Remember, life is about the quality of the questions you ask it. And that's the same thing that's going on here. It's just, you know, let's say you never had a smart, really smart best friend, cousin, uncle, dad mom, whatever, you do now. 
Now you have Harvard Business School and every other thing that's ever been spit out by humanity, both good and bad, at your fingertips. So I don't mean to sound overly excited about it, but I am, you know. And if you want to really listen to Mo, God out. He'll he'll scare you into being very alert. And I think there's a lot, lot, lot of money to be made. For those of you who are real pure capitalists about it, 30, uh, uh, 15 to 20 trillion dollars inside seven years. What happened during with the COVID? I, I forget how many trillion, I think it was three to five trillion that was blown out like a cannon. Now, this isn't just blown out like a cannon, but it's wealth that's going to be created. And that kind of wealth is just, it's there for the taking. And I don't mean that in a greedy way. I'm a great believer in the great game of business and, and earning money. I've always, it's a game. You look at the financial statement. I'm at war right now with my um, my provider of our credit card fees. And I, you know, I'm going to watch every moment. I'm going to whittle down every number. So I ask AI, what should I be paying for fees like that? And it gives me a range. It, in that case, it even gave me names of companies that are the very lowest. I didn't know that Walmart and Costco both have uh, provider services that we can use that are, mm-hmm. you know, 1.79 to 2.3% for a credit card processing fees. So if it's, it's all these nuances. And, and once you once you decide that you're going to live in a space and occupy that space, whether it's your marriage or your business, then you really have a lot of fun in the sandbox. And you really do. It just makes a lot, there's a lot of joy. Sam, I don't even know how many light bulb moments we've had in this episode, but um, I'm going to wave wave the light bulb flag here because we've had <laughs> a lot of a lot of light bulb moments. I I almost feel like I want to just unpack this entire episode. And I think you have helped make AI, I think you've given me and several other people sort of like a starting point on this. Yeah, uh, It's one thing to you know, know that it's coming and to do something about it. But I think you gave us, you know, a roadmap for how to get started. So I feel like, you know, there's, I've got a handful of quotes that I go back to a thousand times and I'll, I'll sort of end with this quote as, as we, we send you off and it's from Thoreau. And that is many have dated the beginning of a new era with the reading of a book. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also believe many have dated the beginning of an era with the meeting of a person with a light bulb moment. And uh, you've given several light bulb moments today that truly brings the human side to AI and the aspirational, but also not being in denial about the threat. So let's everybody give Sam a big virtual round of applause. What a great episode. You should be like a stand. You are kind of a standing guest here. And I'm going to come see you in New York at the end of August. Uh, We're going to talk about that later. And then we've got another passion project that we're going to reveal on a later episode that you and I talked about later, but we're going to save that secret idea for later. So, yeah. Good luck, everybody, in doing your research. All right. All right. Thanks again, Sam. Fantastic. Bye, everybody. All right. Wow. I mean, I uh, I feel like as soon as I uh, get done with all of you today, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go to work here. Uh, thank you to Lightheart Sanders, the CPAs, uh, who's been a great advocate for the compensation study and also sponsors Lightbulb Moments, as well as uh, Ally Health, which is offered by 
a new division that we created. We didn't intend to create this new division, but we also knew that virtual mental health uh, care needed to be brought into the beauty industry and make it affordable. And that's what really that's about. So subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'd love hearing from you. Submit a light bulb moment. Go to our website and don't forget to listen to Aaron's Money O2 podcast. All the best. Uh, We'll see most of you next week. Have a great week and um, uh, take to heart some of the things that Sam shared with us today.